Hey there, beautiful soul. Welcome back to another episode on Soul Led Spirit Driven, the podcast. I'm Kasia Berg, and I'm so happy that you can join me today. All right, let's get into this. Hello, beautiful light beam. Welcome back to Soul Led Spirit Driven. I am so delighted that you could join me for another episode taking time out of your busy day to spend it here with me. Thank you. I truly, truly, truly appreciate it. And I want you to know this because, you know, life, our lives are busy. We have so many things going on. And the fact that you can find the time to plug me in and listen to this just makes my heart so, so happy. Thank you. So this week, let's continue with the star seeds. Let's learn more about the cosmic races. And if last week's cosmic races, the Mentakins and the Palladians didn't really resonate with you, maybe this week you will find a race that feels more like you, feels like home, feels like family. Now, I do want to tell you that we have been many races, many different cosmic races. And in my readings, usually my guides will show me the races where you have spent the most amount of time or you have embodied most of their qualities, which now make up who you are now. It perhaps explains why you are the way you are, why you do things the way you do, which is so helpful, whether it's for your personal life or business. If you do need a little bit of guidance, this will make so much sense. So I wanted to say this because I often find that we tend to resonate with some of the qualities from one race and some of the qualities from another race and another race. And so it feels sometimes a little bit confusing. So again, the way I always explain this to my clients is imagine if you are born in Australia and then you, your family moves to, let's say, um, Finland and so of course you will retain some of the Australian traditions, qualities, uh, ways of living, the language but you will also no doubt adapt to and adopt the Finnish ways of living, traditions and their language and then perhaps as an adult you decide to move to France and in France, again, you will still have parts of you, a little bit of those traditions and language from Australia, a little bit from Finland, but you will also no doubt embody and embrace the new traditions from France and learn that language as well. So then at the end, you will notice that you are this beautiful melting pot of all three um, cultures all three countries and the same as with the cosmic races we have been so many different ones now the reason my guides don't tell me in percentages like a map of all the races that you have been is because they don't deem it as 
important for us to know all this if anything would be overwhelming or perhaps difficult for us to understand with a you know still very uh, premature human minds so they kind of give me usually the two three sometimes four most dominant races so if you have resonated with perhaps Metakians a little bit a little bit of Pleiadians and now in this episode you find yourself resonating again with a few other races you know what it's just your soul remembering that you have been all those races but what we want to do by no by knowing this information by learning about these races is how can i tap into those energies tap into those qualities to help me let's say live a more expanded life to create a career for myself to help me on my mission here but also perhaps gives you a deeper understanding as to why you seem to be maybe doing things so fast or taking your time right why you're built for speed or why you're built for holding space you know and all of a sudden something that perhaps all your life you perceived as a negative aspect about yourself all of a sudden becomes this beautiful positive qualities and yes i just wanted to put this out there so that you understand why perhaps you feel drawn to multiple races not just one and i definitely want you to know that you are not crazy for thinking you may be one or many star seeds now before we jump in i want to share with you actually something super 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 exciting because as some of you know who have been in my world for a little bit here that earth school is my my hub my place where I share knowings, learnings, teachings from my astral team, Echo. And these learnings are supposed to help you remember who you are. Remember this limitless potential that you are. This beautiful, timeless soul. But also connect you to these gifts that you have to your intuition, to your navigating system, to your guide, so that you can navigate through this human life with ease, stress-free, feeling abundant, feeling safe, and not from this hustle, doing, getting, keeping up, ego way of living. Because I truly believe that by connecting more with your soul and who you are on a soul level as opposed to just operating from your human self you are able to live this bigger expanded life so that's what earth school is it's i'm so proud of it it's my jewel in the crown and i have now introduced monthly akashic record reading sessions for my members so every month six members will take part in a very intimate very sacred 
group session where they can come and ask questions and I will tap into their Akashic Records, connect with their masters and teachers and um, bring forth information, guidance that will help them. So I am so excited because apart from an ever-expanding library of sessions, programs that are literally like courses, on all these topics that I've mentioned, there's also once a month these beautiful Akashic Record Reading sessions there. And you get all this for 88. So that is less than a session with me. You get all this. Um, so if you would like to join us in Earth School, I would love to welcome you on the other side. I truly feel that coming in you will you will bathe in the energies of everyone there just such amazing beings and i know that you will find so many new learning so many aha moments you'll be able to connect dots in your own life because it, the sessions cater for both your human and your soul so i'm very excited so if you are interested just go to my website kasha Berg com click on the menu scroll down to earth school and you will find all the information there all right let's go into this week's episode because i have a few star seeds to introduce you to so let us dive in and start perhaps with syrians i love syrians it is not my Stasi, I mean, like I said, we've been many <laughs> races, so quite possibly I have, but it's not a dominant one. So, but I love it and I'm fascinated with them. Syrians are highly intelligent, highly evolved souls who are in the higher dimensions and they have highly evolved technology. So humans that are Syrian souls have an affinity for technology, for inventions, for things that make our life here easier, that can move us forward. And the fascinating thing about Syrian souls is that they often come up with things that we don't even know we need. And they're so ahead of their time. It is ludicrous because often they don't get recognition till many, 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 many years after they have crossed over. So think of Tesla. Think of Albert Einstein. Think of uh, Steve Jobs. Or I would even say Elon Musk. These really innovative people who whose thoughts and ideas have moved humanity and technology forward. Think about it this way. Where would we be without Mr. Tesla's innovative and inspirational ideas, inventions? Or without Mr. Steve Jobs' Apple product? We didn't even know that we need a phone that does everything else for us, right? literally a smartphone so <clears throat> so these are the souls that um have quite possibly channeled these ideas these 
innovations, these technologies for us to use down here to bring us forward. Syrians have been associated with Egypt, the pyramids and goddess Isis. Anything that we have now that has um, moved us forward, as in technology-wise, um, inventions, we can thank the Syrians for it. So Syrians are highly intelligent, so well advanced, but also love to be organized, love to be productive. They have an affinity for astrology, for sacred geometry, for light language. In fact, all Syrian souls carry an ethereal implant within them and this is how they communicate. So if this sounds a little bit too Star Warsy for you, uh, let me put it this way. If you listen to light language and especially being a Syrian soul, you will have this very strange inner knowing, this remembering. This sounds familiar to me. I've heard this before. I used to speak this. And it's because you probably have, while you were on Sirius and you were communicating with other Syrian souls or your Syrian soul family. So I recommend that when you finish listening here, you either scroll back to Light Language with Marlene Croning, who was my guest last year, and I believe it's somewhere around the 40th episode, 40-something. Or go straight to YouTube and Google Light Language and have a listen and see what happens. So Light Language is quite healing. It's very much similar to Reiki. It can be spoken drawn like light codes it can be danced like a whole body movement or actioned out with arms with your hands so anyway it's a fascinating thing i've done a whole episode on it but i just wanted to highlight this if you are star seed you will be familiar with light language especially if you're a palladian or a serious soul because this is how you communicate it so, I want to also say that Syrians are um, very particular. They like structure. They like systems. They have an affinity for systems, actually, improving and maximizing them. They are very big on self-improvement and they can make projects out of people. So Syrian souls make great coaches, motivational coaches, or also fitness coaches, fitness and nutrition, right? Anything that where a goal needs to be achieved, they are the best. Okay, let's talk about Arcturians. I am an Arcturian soul as well as Mentakin, but Arcturian souls are often healers. Healing with energy, healing as in Western medicine, Eastern medicine, plant medicine, all that. Um, healing is very big for Arcturians. Now, Arcturians often come or show up as these blue beings. They don't like to show themselves in a physical form. They just find, you know, like it's too restrictive. So often in 
a body in a human body they have body issues body image issues because they're not used to being restricted by this physical body Octurians, like I said, are great healers and they often assist healers down here. So if you're a Reiki healer, if you're a shaman, if you are any type of healer, even a doctor, you can connect with your Octurians um, because chances are you probably are an Octurian soul and you can ask them to assist you. Now, if you don't know whether you are an Octurian soul or not, but you are a healer or you need to do some sort of healing or perhaps you need some healing, connect with Acturians. You don't need to know exactly who and what and why. Just set the intention, connect with them, ask them for a healing and they will come. They love to perform healings in a dream state while we sleep. Again, nothing happens without your will. So they will ask you for your permission. Um, in fact... They probably won't step in unless you give them permission, unless you invite them in. And I've had that with a few clients who were moving and shifting big blocks, fears, uh, where they've called upon the Arcturians before going to sleep. And then when they woke up, they felt like something has shifted. And they said, oh, I feel like I've just had some healing done at night time. It just... You know, even if they don't remember how and what, those of you imagining some alien kidnapping and operations in a spaceship, it is not like that. They only work on your light body and again, only with your permission. You have to invite them in. I actually have funny stories because whenever I practiced Reiki on family and friends, and I always like to pick a nice group of people that is a beautiful mix of people who understand energy healing and people who have no idea. They are just like the idea of relaxing. And each time when I felt the Arcturians coming in to assist and I could feel the energy and I could feel my hands like having this warmth between them, all of a sudden the person that I was doing Reiki on would say, oh, what was that? Oh, I felt this. Oh, I felt this wave or this cold or this heat. So it's fascinating. I love it. Now, Arcturians are also into sacred geometry. They also love light language. They also love astrology. They also like to be organized, probably not to the same degree as Syrians, but they still like to have a routine, even if it's their own routine. Arcturians appear usually in a blue-ray light. Their planet is orange, well, it's a star, but um, it's bright orange, but they themselves have the blue light stargate, and oh my gosh, we've done a healing in air school. If you are in air school and you haven't, um, you've missed that session, go into the guide section and look up blue light Octurian Stargates or Octurian Stargates. can't remember how we named this again, but you will find it. And it's a wonderful upgrade. So they are here to help us upgrade our bodies, our little human bodies, so that we can adapt to the changes that are happening energetically on earth. So 
Arcturians are amazing healers and they are also very intelligent. They are generally from the ninth dimension, so very, very high up, which means that their energy is really, really strong when they come through. You, can, you can't miss them. So that's Arcturians for you. Now let's talk about Mission Realmers. Oh, that's a very rare star race uh maybe not well actually in the world as well but in my readings i have not come across many um mission realms mission realms are also called angels they're from the angelic realm they were very reluctant to come down to earth and have this earthly experience they were quite happy being in the angelic realm mission realm because they were surrounded by positive, beautiful energies, love and light. And that's exactly how they are. They don't need to rush. There was nothing but love. So they were in no particular hurry to start coming down to earth. And so it's only been very recently that they've been coming down. I think since the 80s. Now, one would argue that perhaps they've decided to come down here because in anticipation of what is currently happening in the world right we needed these mission realms to be at an age where they can actually help assist influence and if nothing else uh, show us love and light as we go through these times moving into the golden ages I know it doesn't feel like it, but also moving into the golden ages is not something that will happen today, tomorrow, or to be honest with you, in this lifetime for us, or like in the next thousand years. So we're still far away, but we're moving forward. And what can be felt is the energy, the energy that's coming um, as a result of us moving towards these golden ages. Anyways, let's come back to the mission realms. So they were often these guardian angels. They chose to be guides um, and just kind of overlook things from up there. But because we did need to raise the vibration of Earth and we needed more love here, so they started, started to come down here very reluctantly. Now, as humans, they are space holders. They hold space. They show us how to be present in a the moment. They often stay away from mainstream media, from social um, platforms, anything that causes them to be... Um, scattered all over the place, accessible, or forces them to live at a fast pace, um, a fast paced life. They actually can't understand how humans can operate, like other humans can operate on such high um, levels. And they really, really value rest, relaxation. Not that they're lazy, it's just they're more about being than doing. They don't understand how we can participate in this constant rat race or you know run that hamster wheel so mission realms are amazing listeners loyal friends they make great um healers 
great space holders so women or men who run circles retreats anywhere where you can slow down and you can teach others to slow down perhaps meditate very patient and there's nothing worse for a missionary than feeling the pressure of having to keep up, of competing, of do your best, you know, that kind of thing. So they often struggled as children at school and they find it hard to find themselves in this fast-paced reality and often struggle with this with them being so um so much slower and so much more uh, about you know just being still and often feel like perhaps there's something wrong with them perhaps they're being lazy perhaps they feel unmotivated but actually it's just they just need to embrace the fact that they are here to show us how to be present how to slow down they're not built for speed they're built for quality of time so these are mission realms and I always uh, say to my clients once an angel always an angel so even though you've been at our races that angelic peace those qualities you keep them so deeply within you and if you don't feel them as strongly right now then it's just a matter of turning them up all right, one last one that I want to mention is Hadarians. Hadarians, because there's two types of Hadarians. So Hadar is a very, we don't really, or well, I don't know much about um, this particular race so much, but what I do know is that on Hadar, there was nothing but love, nothing but love, compassion, joy. They actually attributed everything to this particular crystal that radiated this love. So negative entities once convinced them that they have stolen this crystal and that they now have to obey them because they control all the love. So these Hadarians had to become their slaves. Some Hadarians started then immediately going into other lifetimes, whether it was on Earth or other star races. But some stayed and they are the enslaved ones. So there's freed ones and enslaved ones. Now, if you are an enslaved Hadarian soul, you will feel very... Um, codependent very you might get even a little bit needy when it comes to relationships perhaps a little bit jealous if your significant other or friend spends time with someone else now Hadarians often feel anxious or like someone's out to get them like people are bad and this is really predominantly with the enslaved ones it's like they still carry this wound that and this victimhood that people are out to get them others are out to get them they're not safe but also because they are called lovers you know they carry these energies of love and compassion as humans, they tend to overgive in relationships, give and give and give and give. And if they're with the wrong partner, they will end up being um, 
you know, they often end up in relationships where they are uh, either mistreated, where they are controlled. And again, this pattern is familiar to enslaved Hadarians, but also they tend to struggle with feeling worthy of love. So that is a very common theme for enslaved Hadarians. The freed ones, almost like they've had, yes, they've had, you know, a little bit of a struggle, perhaps a difficult childhood, but it's like they've learned from it and now they are fighting against it. They could be possibly perhaps um, a coach who has survived domestic violence and now she's here to help and empower other women. So mostly it is actually women who are Hadarian souls. So when you have a reading, if a Akashic Record reader tells you you're a Hadarian, you want to know whether you're an enslaved Hadarian or a freed one. And then that might give you insight as to why you are the way you are and why you hold on to certain patterns. So enslaved Hadarians tend to hold on to certain patterns and repeat them, whether it's attracting the same type of person or relationship, perhaps the same type of boss, right, who mistreats them, not doesn't value them, uh, kind of pushes the boundaries. So I guess as a Hadarian who's enslaved, your biggest mission here is to find your way back to empowerment and strength and, and worthiness and love, self-love. So love will be a big, big topic in your life. But if you're a freed Hadarian, congratulations, because you are here now to help others, to help others find a way back to love. And what I have found in my readings is that often Hadarians who have been coming down here for a really long time, have had many earthly lifetimes, they were, they often transform from these enslaved ones to freed ones. So they kind of like erase the memories of when they were these enslaved Hadarians and they thrive. So here you go. These were the four star seeds, and I could go on and on and on. There's so many more. There's like 22, 23. Blueprints alone is like a whole episode. So I hope to bring you that in the near future as well. You can read more about it on my blog and, of course, in Earth School because we do dive into these star seeds from different angles. So that is is probably a a well of wisdom for you if you jump into earth school and if you are curious about what star seed you are then i would love to invite you into booking in a soul path session with me that is what i do that is where i get the information from from your soul's blueprint and in a soul path session, you will know your starseed lineage, your soul gifts, and your life lessons, your past lives, your energetic centers, your afterlife careers, all this that will help you not just to know yourself better, understand your patterns, understand why certain things happen to you in your life, but also how to move forward, how to have clarity. Oh, all right, <laughs> it's like dinner time here. I'm sitting in my little studio in my car. It's 
pretty hot now, although it is 5.30. So it's time to go inside. So thank you for being here. I hope you found this helpful. And I will be in your ears hopefully next week again. Bye for now.